Welcome to the NextCloud podcast. Well, today I'm joined by Jeanne Vessier, and you and I have these like deep conversations all the time, but this is the first time we get to record it, so thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. As a software engineer here at NextCloud, I'm curious from your point of view, what's your day-to-day like? Could you give us a little bit of a tour? Ooh, my day-to-day life. Uh, as, as like every engineer, we have a, a big part of the time we have to deal with support. Like that's, that's how Nextcloud gets money. Um, otherwise, I'm involved in many things. The most important one is the integrations and AI team, where I used to be alone before the team even existed. And little by little, the team grew, and now I'm kind of coordinating the technical aspect of the team. So when you say coordinating the technical aspect, I would imagine because you have more experience than some of the others on the team, you can give some guidance and mentorship, and is that... I don't think I have more experience in AI or computer science than them, but maybe more experience in Nextcloud itself, like... Ah. uh, Knowing a bit how the server works, the the ecosystem, the possibilities of the app framework, that kind of things. So I can, yeah, provide maybe good hints on the direction to take to solve a problem that is next cloud related, and they they do the crazy, the crazy intelligent part afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> they they uh, they make the team look good, and you just direct them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you've been with Nextcloud for several years now, right? Three years. Yes. Three years. Well, I'm on three months, so you've got me beat there. <laughs> and what's it like seeing that team grow? Because, you know, from what I can tell, there are new people joining your team all the time. Is that nice? Yeah, it's very nice. It's also sometimes a bit scary because at some point, um, my team lead and I won't be enough to coordinate all the activities of, of the team. So far, we have like three or four main topics or main projects at the same time and we can handle that at some point we'll need to reorganize I guess put a bit more structure mm-hmm. it's exciting and also constantly changing yes which is good I guess we're all growing together and that's always a good thing well I've heard from several others that you have an interesting journey through Nextcloud you started working on Nextcloud apps in your own free time uh, quite a while ago can you give us a tour of that journey Okay. I think the context in which I I started contributing is quite special. I was was sick at some point and I had to spend one month in a hospital. So I was quite isolated. And as a proper geek, instead of reading books or, I don't know, start painting, I I brought my computer. The the hospital had a quite good internet connection, so I had time to convert one of my pet projects into an xCloud, or it was own cloud at the time, an own cloud app. I had this this idea of, I mean, I liked using map libraries to do whatever what was possible with those libraries. One big thing for me was to compare the GPS tracks I was re- constantly recording when going to my work and compare the divergent parts of them, like... So I did the, this script or whatever, and I thought, hey, why not putting it in a real 
app ecosystem in a real system that brings me ability to have users to share the tracks or to provide public views or and the choice was pretty obvious that there was only one project I found that could let me do this and suddenly I had the time I could completely forget about work forget about whatever obligations I had it was quite nice I mean not being sick <laughs> At least there was a benefit. <laughs> so, yeah, I dived into, like, I thought, how hard can it be to transform my simple dummy web application into an app? And it was quite hard. <laughs> Sometimes but, it's good to not know how hard it will be. Yeah. But it was the perfect context to focus. And the documentation was good enough so that I could, yeah, I could do it pretty much on, on my own. And that's it. I made a, f a first app, and from there, then I had many other ideas. And once I was a bit used to how it worked in in this app ecosystem, I had other ideas like uh, phone tracking application. Uh, then I thought, oh, it would be awesome to have a an Android client. And then, so I was constantly like creating new occasions to yeah, contribute a bit more, more more apps and then yeah of course the fact that there were users like the number of users that was growing a number of contributions that were growing around those those apps was pushing me maybe I would have not given up but slowed the development down but it was so stimulating mm. because I could suddenly discuss about my not exactly passion but my side projects with people who were really interested in the features and had many good design suggestions or feature requests or yeah, that was awesome so I did that for a few years and and at some point I was invited by our dear designer Jan in a contributor week in Stuttgart it was very intimidating to <laughs> think about suddenly meeting everybody who designed this app ecosystem right. and yeah, because and previously you felt like an outsider maybe not an outsider but a sidesider I don't know <laughs> okay. if it exists you know, <laughs> someone who is not really connected to the core project and who yeah I, I never got interested in the in the server code or in the, the core features of Nextcloud I was always using it as a canvas in which I can put new features that are completely unrelated with groupware or collaboration. or So, yeah, suddenly I had the opportunity to discuss with crazy intelligent people, and yeah, it, it was intimidating. And But at the time, I, I never thought I would fit in this environment as, a, as an employee. What, what were you doing at the time for some context? I was working in a research lab. I was a data analyst, kind of, okay. yeah. Not the kind of data analyst that the NSA uses or CIA nope. or whatever when nope. they see in all the movies, right? <laughs> More scientific, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, in, in many different contexts, like uh, risk management, where you, you try to build models to prevent risks of floods or fire oh, wow. okay. from yeah, uh, satellite Im images. Or, yeah, whatever, in biology, genomic stuff. I mean. So all of a sudden you were invited to kind of 
be a part of this contributor week and maybe changed the idea of what you could be doing in the future? Is that correct? Mm, at first, I think it was... The idea was to meet with Jan and other people in the company to talk more about the Maps app that I took over um, to make sure that it would not just be one other pet project for me, but it could be it could become like a really useful app for yeah for the community or for for anybody really. So that was the the main focus when I went there. So I went there twice, okay. and twice we talked a lot about the the Maps app. That was really nice. And those are still going today, from what I understand. The Maps app development is not very active, but it's still, yeah, there's still something. But yeah, it's still uh, functional, unfortunately, at least. Uh, yeah, I don't have much time to work on that. And uh, yeah, there are still a few community people that are, that are contributing or maintaining it uh, alive. Yeah. It's somewhat funny to me that you had an opportunity to have free time accidentally by being in the hospital. So you were able to write an app and begin to get involved in this community. And then now that you're an employee, you are too busy to have the time to work on those apps again. So maybe you need another, I don't know, hospital <laughs> visit. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I do many dangerous sports, you know, <laughs> Just hoping in case. secretly that I get injured. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Well, it hasn't happened yet, I guess. So <laughs> we're unlucky. <laughs> Um, but you have, from what I understand, several apps under your belt in Nextcloud. Like you mentioned two, but I know there are more than two. Uh, are there others you'd like to mention? Yeah, so the first one I created what is called GPX Pod, and there was phone track about phone tracking. Uh, then there was the Maps app. Then um, CoSpend is also one of the... Ah. The one I spent a lot of time on and uh, I still find time to maintain. So, about like shared budget management. You spend time with a group and then you don't want to have trouble keeping the accounting of the group. So, then you just declare wh whatever everyone, anyone is spending, and in the end, you know who needs to reimburse who, and that's it. Like, it simplifies uh, sharing the expenses. We went bouldering last night and then had a lovely dinner in a Vietnamese place, which was, ordering was a really quite a funny <laughs> situation. But did you think about your app there to solve some of the cash problems that we were dealing with? For one night event, maybe it's not worth using it. Sure. But when, you're, when it's longer in time, then... Yeah, because with a restaurant, it's easy. You do the reimbursement right after it, like you know exactly who paid for you, and you, you need to reimburse one person. But for a shared house, for example, or a vacation trip, oh, yeah. like where you know everybody's going to spend a lot of money on different stuff, and, and it's much harder to keep track of who spent way more than the others. And it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so co-spend is one. What else? Yeah, then when I started working in Nextcloud, um, my main role, I mean, the, the instruction I had was you need to build integration stuff. That was quite vague for me. That was quite vague for the company. So I went a bit into every direction at the same time and, and created a lot of small apps. So that, that's maybe an impressive number of apps, but each app is very simple. Okay. That is mostly um, 
a prototype or a proof of concept. Yeah, some of them we we continue working on. Some of them we just maintain them. And I, I'm curious to dive into your experience with going from a community contributor because we have a fairly rich community of contributors making all sorts of apps. Like I, we're at the conference this week, the Nextcloud conference, and I thought I knew everything Nextcloud could do, but it turns out I, I know very little. Uh, there's so many integrations that are doing really specialized functions and offering things that those building Nextcloud could never even imagine, which I think is the whole point of an app ecosystem. And, but I'm, I'm curious about your journey through that, and did it feel friendly for you at first? Has it evolved in ways that you appreciate? What's your sense of the community and, and someone coming into it? Is it friendly? For instance, are they going to find what they need? I think so, yeah. I think the interactions you can have if you like fix a bug or submit a pull request is quite nice. Maybe there can be a bit of frustration when the maintainers of an app don't have enough time to answer you directly and you feel like you, you've done the right thing and they are either picky or they wait a long time before answering you because they are too busy or from a community person point of view the interactions you can have with nextcloud employees is always very nice like everybody is so friendly and willing to help or push you in the right direction it's it's a very nice feeling and as a community person when you implement an app and you interact so with so many different people it, it's very it's very changing like depending on the context or how important the the contributions are for the people doing them like sometimes they are just so happy that you accept their contribution. I would imagine it also depends on some timing. If you make a contribution to a project, you don't know what's happening on the other end for the other people involved. Like yeah. maybe what you're contributing is really great, but there's some emergency or who knows, right? And yeah. maybe just the timing's off and it has nothing to do with your contribution. Maybe we could say that there are, like right now I can think of two types of contributions. The people contributing because they need something specific in your project and they don't think about the the big picture of your app or the most common use cases or whatever and so that can be tricky to explain like it doesn't fit the, the idea behind the project we don't want to go into this direction or your feature is too specific to your use case yeah sometimes the contributions are are really smart in a way that they, they understand what's the idea behind and they want to contribute in making the app or the project grow in the in this direction. Like, but sometimes also the the first kind of contribution is, is very nice because you've never thought about one use case and their contribution is too specific but it lets everybody think outside of the box a bit and then uh, think of a middle ground maybe or something that okay. can still be very positive to the project. So. I know that you have some deep thoughts about open source software and free software. I'm curious about diving into those because I think, it's a really, well, personally, I think it's a really fun exploration. So I guess from you, I would say as a starting point, what do you feel is the difference between the two, free software and open source? I mean, legally and in, in, the, in the definitions, then, there might be way more differences, but the way I, I see it, the way I, I perceive it and the way I, yeah, I feel about it is open source is more oriented towards being efficient, providing a better software 
in time, providing a collaborative effort towards improving the quality of software, which is nice. Like, and also the side effect is that it's more transparent and everything, but that's not the main goal. It, I, at least how I see it, I don't want to depict a, a wrong picture sure. of, of open source. Well, I feel like we all have our own relationship to it. And, you know, it has a clear definition, but that's not really what we live it from day to day. So it's important to know how it sits for you. No. And then the, um, the free software movement in my head is more about providing a structure to collaborate and have a positive effect on the society. Like, like start thinking, it's like an extremity of the society. It's very specific. It's creating software it's not about rethinking the the whole society structure but at one extremity you experiment a new way to collaborate so then people are more respected and are more able to be participants of the society instead of like having a strong separation between the deciders or the, the power layer and the, the worker layer or does it then feel like more of a social movement than like a technological one? I see it as a social movement. The programming part is really a, a side effect, not a side like effect. Like a manifestation a, of it? Yeah. It, it comes more from the idea that by empowering people and let, letting them build stuff in, in society is way nicer of a structure to live together than, than building entities that provide products to another kind of person, which are the consumers. Like uh, It's like deleting this line between producers and consumers. Oh. I, I really like this idea. Okay, so here's the hard question. How does that idea for you present itself in the work that you're doing every day? Do you find ways to attempt to achieve those goals it's kind of it brings a lot of satisfaction when you when you know that whatever you think or you you come up with in inside the company or inside your smaller part of the community that is working around an, an app or a specific domain like when you come up with a new concept or a new smart idea or a new a new nice feature the the idea that you explain or you expose the information that is needed for everybody to understand what was your thought process you expose that publicly and potentially people will either understand something new or get inspired and then replicate that in a better way somewhere else this idea of contributing not only to the project like something you're part of but contributing to something a bit larger uh. which is like the we could say the commons or the public space or something is very satisfying like this idea yeah that that brings joy and that gives you a purpose like uh, it's not only working for your your group of people your tribe it's something pointing towards nobody in in particular pointing towards the common good it's like nobody in particular but also everybody yeah that's kind of implementing something that is in a way having a big effect on society on a very concrete level like it can be very hard to participate in public debates around politics or about complex topics 
if you're passionate about programming and you just know about like whatever routing algorithms or image processing algorithms and you you feel like you, you your potential in life is only to do stuff in this area but still you have values and you have ideas and everything but it, you can feel a bit disconnected to the like the real world yeah. happening around you and you're you're just someone who can transform images but but transforming them in a way that then inspires people and help them to understand the concepts behind you've done something very po political I'd say so I think that's how I find my joy in my work yeah no oh, that's fascinating so I would imagine for you because you got inspired with mapping as one of your first forays into open source and free software contributions it sounds like a perfect example of what you were just mentioning you're passionate and skilled at a particular area but how do you share those ideas with others in a way that they can use it for what they're passionate with and I would imagine someone has used your software in a bunch of ways that you never expected yeah or even when it's expected like some some I remember this user coming at the the conference last year the next cloud conference and he was so happy to meet me because he had used phone track with his parents and he he put phone track on their on their phone and they were having a boat trip and they got lost oh no. and they at some point they lost uh, the mobile network connection but he could see their last position the last position reported by phone track and he was able to find them like he, <laughs> he, he was so thankful and so passionate about the thing I, i had never thought it could i mean i thought it could be used to track children but not your parents that are <laughs> 60 and that, that get lost in a boat trip it was very funny they're just slightly older children <laughs> i would imagine that's almost feels like an emotional connection to your software as well because you've changed someone's life you know at least for their day you know their day could have been far worse but something you've written and shared with the world has at least made three people's life better yeah that's that's a what a cool feeling and of course you don't hear about 98% of the cases of folks using your software right so you never even really know that can be a bit scary at the beginning when mm. you see the number of downloads of your apps or something and you're like Yeah, but it's badly written, you know. <laughs> Why are there thousands of people using it? Stop. <laughs> I guess that doesn't necessarily keep it from being useful. Yeah. If it's poorly written. True. And then if you publish it, you put all the chances on your side to for it to become a bit better. You expose yourself to critics and suggestions and contributions. That so. Okay, so what, what then would you say to someone who's got an app written and... It's not great, but they're just starting out and they're thinking of submitting it to either the Nextcloud App Store or somewhere else. What's the piece of inspiration to like get over that hmm. maybe fear of making it public or making it accessible in the open source ecosystem? Could tell them don't expect too much bad feedback. That most likely won't happen, at least as far as I've heard and as far as I've, I've experienced it. Most of what you will receive is positive suggestions and encouragement. I think maybe what you're suggesting is hit publish sooner, even if you have some fears, mm. because the collaboration is really powerful 
and you never really know where it'll end up. If you allow me to state the obvious, publishing your stuff is one of the best ways I know to make sure you're going to get better. Because if you keep reading tutorials or reading the other one's code, you, you might improve, but not as fast as if you enter an interaction with other developers that are interested in what you do, and they will definitely push you and help you to get better. Okay, that gets me thinking about sort of the time between having an idea versus hitting the publish button. What do you think is the expected timeline there? Because often we think, oh yeah, it's easy, you just, you know, you write some stuff and you hit go. But if you're developing, let's say, a Nextcloud app, what would you say is a reasonable amount of time for someone who's never done that before? Before publishing or before you understand and are able to to implement something? Because mm. depends on your experience in, in in programming and in specifically app developing in Nextcloud, like it can take it can take a few weeks or a few months before you're able to produce something that actually works, a prototype, like something that that is operational. But I would say as soon as you have something that can be used, even if it's broken, as soon as you have something that can satisfy a user's need, you can publish, because. Even if it breaks sometimes, even if it's not perfect, even if, whatever, the users themselves, even if they are not programmers, they will come back to you and give suggestions on the design or whatever, or on the style. Or, and it's already something that saves you a lot of energy or ah. that, that you didn't plan to focus on in, in the beginning, but then you realize, oh, maybe I can do something really good because I, didn't, I, I had never thought about making it look nice because uh, uh, I don't care. I'm a programmer. I just want it to work and I just want to implement this crazy feature. Which is, I would imagine, an easy opportunity to have someone come in and begin to help you and all of a sudden you have a team you didn't expect. Uh, did you have any mentors that helped you kind of in your programming journey? Yes. Ooh, uh, I had many. I mean, at university I had like one good friend was not exactly about programming, but more about the Unix philosophy. Like uh, someone who himself had a, a nice mentor and was transmitting like the, the core ideas to me that you, you should make everything atomic and small and have one single purpose and then you can link them together. It's, an, it's a nice way to think about problem solving. And it's also the obvious way to use Unix systems. Yeah. And, so if you apply that, then in most programming problems that you have, it's, it can help. But then in way later, I think right around the moment I, I became an Xcloud employee, I think, yeah, one of the engineers in Xcloud was really, really, really helpful to me. Like, uh, can I name him? Of course. Julius is quite an, an incredible person in the sense of he will point you to exactly the thing you did wrong or point you in the right direction or understand your problem pretty quickly and he's very available to, to talk about the issues you could have or like, yeah, think about solving problems with him is, is a really nice thing to do Like uh, I felt very lucky to have many opportunities to work closely with him at the beginning of my journey and, uh, then I was part of his team and he was, he was even nicer 
So I would imagine that was fun for each of you to grow together. Yeah. Are you attempting to do that for others as well? Yeah, I, I try to do it as much as possible. Like that's the that's the spirit. <laughs> yeah, of course, it requires a bit of self confidence. I don't I don't think I have much of it, but I have to I have to accept the fact that even if you are not the perfect engineer, then you can still help people to un unlock some stuff in their head, like. I do it as much as possible with my team members or anybody like there 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 has been many many opportunities in the conference for example to speak to speak about technical issues or conceptual problems with contributors and yeah I feel like I've reached a state where I can help in some areas yeah or be a good rubber duck <laughs> Is that a place you like to be yeah. <laughs> rubber duck Do you get the opportunity much to interact with the community? Because I would imagine as an employee, it's a different feeling. And uh, you're interacting often with internal engineers. But do you get the chance much to interact with the community members? Not so much. It's very intense at the conferences or sometimes at the Contributors Week. And it's, it's a very nice feeling, but not so much during the work days. The classic work days, we work remote we create discussions around topics but it rarely becomes a personal discussion we rarely have the opportunity to really know each other with the contributors it's so it's kind of weird when you meet a person in real life after having had so many discussions with them online and you you don't know how they look like you don't know what they think right. about life you don't know yeah how they will behave or are they excited persons or calm quiet You don't know, and suddenly you have a real human being in front of you. It's it's very funny, but not so much. Yeah, not so much uh, interactions that go beyond uh, the technical problem we deal with together. Right. Yeah. Do you wish some way that you could more often, like these conferences and hack weeks and stuff that we do, are really important, but they're only a couple times a year, right? Yeah, it would be nice. I don't feel like I I would. We would need more events like we do right now because it's nice to meet community people, but when, it, when it's not structured in the sense that we, we are not talking about something in specifically, it's more about helping them to solve issues or um, sometimes they have suggestions, we, we talk about it, but it's like one-shot discussions. Maybe if we did some, if we could make some events more focused on something or... Like maybe a sprint event where you have one problem to tackle for a day or two? Or yeah, or one topic, which would be more strict. Like a, it would increase the chances that maybe also multiple community people would interact between them because, I don't know, I've, I've, I didn't talk with every community people in this event, but they have very different problems. They have very different point of interest or center of interest. So they don't have a huge chance to connect with each other. Just a random idea. Like, uh, why not? Yeah, why not making topic-centered events with the community people? That would that would be interesting. It sounds fun to me. <laughs> okay, what would be a topic you'd want to tackle then? Uh, there are plenty of things. <laughs> there are too the many. Things maybe. <laughs> we we deal with in my team, for example, would be very nice to 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 gather the opinion of the 
the future users on it or even some engineers that are specialized in those areas like the AI the AI um, area is moving so fast these days that okay we have very brilliant people in the team but sometimes they don't have the time to be very up to date on everything happening so we could definitely use some insights and input from the outside of the of the team it's a big topic we could think about something more precise but yeah related with ai we we definitely would enjoy a larger amount of people to discuss that sure yeah especially that we're often challenging so many ideas you know you mentioned ai it's for us a topic that we think about very deeply with not just the technological solutions but also the social and ethical parts of it all yeah we can spend months thinking about that one alone i'm curious in that regard like what what are your feelings about artificial intelligence you're working on it somewhat these days with your team mm-hmm. are you excited by it are you scared by it are you hopeful challenged i don't know if i'm scared about it i don't i don't have the pretensions to see clearly through the marketing bullshit that we're exposed to but I still get the feeling that it's not that impressive and that threatening maybe the use the use uh, how it will be used is is more scary than the technology itself which is not so impressive but the, it, there's so much enthusiasm around it that we will shift some processes and everybody will use it instead of relying on their brain for simple tasks so that's maybe the, the main threat for me is that pushing people to become a bit lazy other than that we are far away from very advanced stuff it's still like very very basic text generation is impressive in some use cases in some contexts but the absolute science behind it is not is still not very impressive so for me the domain is not so much different than other parts of computer science it's advanced algorithmics but i'm i'm excited about it because it's funny <laughs> to use and to interact with non computer scientists are really excited about artificial intelligence and its potential uses in a variety of ways and we've imagined all these scenarios that we can use it in why do you think artificial intelligence which is actually the wrong name for what's currently happening but we call it that why is it grasped like the the eye of everyone it seems there are, there are many reasons I, i guess i don't think i uh, i fully understand why but my wild guess would be because everybody wants it to happen that uh, we want oh. to see a new form of life be created by humans because it has been kind of predicted or in, induced by movies and the sci-fi culture So we want this to happen. We want to see the single point where no. the singularity. The singularity. Thank you. <laughs> we want to see it happen. Right. And also because everybody is so not aware of exactly how it works, so that it becomes suddenly very impressive because it's ah, he it's able to produce a grammatically correct sentence. It's awesome, but. If you don't know exactly how it how it works behind it, it's very impressive, I guess. Yeah. 
So the mystery is impressive, but once you dive in and you begin to understand how it works, you realize it's quite simplistic. Mm, maybe not simplistic, it's extremely complex. <laughs> well, simplistic <laughs> still, in comparison to magic. <laughs> the, the, the level of understanding of things like ChatGPT, of what you say, is very poor. Like, uh, as it doesn't go at the conceptual level, it's just interpolating like uh, groups of words and everything. It's some combination of concepts are completely impossible to process in with this this kind of technique. So the example given by a professor that gave a lecture in this event was uh, if you ask a stable diffusion, so the, an image generation model to draw a, whatever a sphere on top of a on top of a teacup or yeah. a cylinder, cylinder it doesn't, it will never do it. You would randomly assemble the shapes that you were describing, but the concept of up and down or perspective or uh, gravity, yeah, because it doesn't work like that. It doesn't understand the meaning of each word. It will look for similarities and extrapolate and mix them in a very fancy way, and in the end, it produces an image, but not so Im impressive if you see it that way. Yeah, because. Uh, a child who's only been learning for you know a couple of years can easily exactly easily easily interpret that right. Or, so earlier you mentioned how if you're writing an application or want to contribute to open source or free software, just put your prototype out there. If it works and it does something, put it out there and it'll grow and you'll maybe gain a community around it who will implement features you've never thought of. That reminds me of the work that you and your team are doing on artificial intelligence in a way because it's like well we have currently what it is capable of with all of its non-intelligence let's say uh yet it's still worth exploring and putting out there and seeing what happens today and seeing what could happen even in six months definitely the the use cases are still very impressive like the the way we could use this technology even if we didn't reach singularity it's still quite quite impressive the the problems you can, you can solve in your everyday life yeah yeah even if it solves one little repetitive action for you then maybe it's worth achieving i don't know yeah maybe we can argue that from a environmental and compute standpoint but will will we get there maybe is the big question to a point where it's so useful and also intuitive that we can interact with it in some ways that we've seen in films and such, mm -hmm. right? Maybe it won't take over the world. Well, hopefully not. But I wonder if you, you know, what what do you think the next, I don't know, year would bring for something like that? Do you think it'll get any better or is it going to take 10 years? I think I have no clue, honestly. But That's probably at the least right we answer. are trying. Like, I really have no clue. We spent very, very little time thinking about the, how do you say, the sociological aspect of what we do or where it goes or if it's worth it or not. Like uh, We try things and we check how the community responds and if, if it solves problem or not. Then maybe after we've done some work, we can put it in perspective and, and expose it to the critics of researchers or things like that. Anything you're excited by other than artificial intelligence in the next little bit? And one thing I'm excited about is related with artificial intelligence, actually, like the, there is this potentially new feature that we are thinking about these days, like to be able to 
index every information that is related with you in your Nextcloud account and then you could use natural language to ask questions about it. That's something we are exploring right now and it's it's quite a funny process. We have very brilliant people in, in the team like coming up with new a new way to assemble different components to to solve this problem and that's very exciting, yeah. From what I understand, that'll lead to the ability to interact with your own data within Nextcloud in ways that isn't possible anywhere else. I think so, yeah, if we succeed. Well, fair uh, so enough. far it doesn't exist anywhere else, I think. And so first it would be about querying information about it and maybe interacting with it. It would be really crazy, but yeah, you could ask Nextcloud to perform a task with you in, in natural language. That, w- that would be interesting to see how good it can work <laughs> in the next few years considering the pace of the progress in in large language models. Yeah, let's see. Well, so far the pace is quite accelerated, so I imagine we'll get that sooner than later, but not without plenty of work and ambition. Okay, that brings me to one of our last questions, I think. Uh, what's something that you're excited to learn for yourself, even personally, in the next little bit? Is to manage people, like to to combine the engineering knowledge with the social knowledge and the... I don't, I don't want to say management knowledge, but something that is in, in between. And so you can help people to get structured, even if I don't feel like I am structured myself. But I would like to make progress in this area. Like, uh, Actually, instead of diving deeper in, in the science be- behind AI or, I don't know, learning new crazy concepts in algorithmics, it's quite nice and unexpected for me to learn how to be a bit more structured myself and to help people to get more structured in an engineering work. And so far I like it and I'm excited to make progress in this area. Like, yeah, That's maybe the thing right now I'm happy about. I would imagine for you, you'd never expected to be in this position in a way, like when you, three years ago when you joined the company, that, that you'd be doing this. Yeah, I didn't even look for this kind of position I, I didn't even <laughs> do anything to get there like it yeah you, you just act and sometimes things click and then you're attracted yeah. and you cannot resist and then yeah that's maybe one simple way to describe a, a journey in this company you float around and you solve things here and there and then you you get closer to other engineers and then you build something with them, and then you you got a team. <laughs> Sounds both simplistic and beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, Julien, thank you very much for the conversation, and I would love to have you back as well to have even more discussions. All right, see you next year.